G'day, you mob. Welcome to this episode of The Goss, where I sit down and have a bit of a chinwag with my old man each week about the week's gossip, the week's news from the land down under, and maybe other bits of the world too. Depends what comes up, I guess. Anyway, today's episode is the second instalment of The Goss, so we've got a good one for you today. So, kick back, relax, grab a cuppa, and listen to us have a bit of a yarn, have a bit of a chat about whether or not Australia's animals are really that dangerous in the grand scheme of things. We compare America and Australia, especially things like spiders, snakes, crocs, sharks, you know, Australia's got a bad rep. It's got a bad rap, but uh, it's not that bad in real life. You'll see. You'll see. And beyond that, we talk about this week's cull of camels. There was a bit of an uproar in the news where people were up in arms. They were losing it. They were going bananas because 10,000 camels had to be put down. They had to be shot in order to control numbers. Anyway, without any further ado, guys, play the kookaburra and let's get into this episode. (laughs) Dad, welcome to episode number two of The Goss. Hey, Pete. Good to be here again. What did you think of the name? <laughs> you can be honest. You said you were saying it reminded you of a uh, yeah, friend's surname. Yeah, I had old, old uh, well, yeah, they're, one's older than me, one's younger than me, but uh, friends with the surname Goss, and I immediately went, oh, yes, I remember them. <laughs> so, what does it mean if, if I say, what's the Goss? Do you use that? Yeah, yeah, obviously, it's an abbreviation of gossip. Do you ever use that personally? Yeah, oh, it, uh, I don't think I, it frequently comes out of my mouth, but it's, it is a, um, a statement or a comment of which I am aware and I probably do use occasionally. Do you think that's Australian or do you think we ripped it off from the, the US? No, it'll be Australian. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Americans tend not to abbreviate things like Australians do. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, today's episode is going to be about uh, news, obviously, that's been around this week in the in the tubes online. Yes. Um, before we get into the meat of it, because we want to talk about uh, the camel cull mm-hmm. and obviously dive into uh, the history of camels in Australia, how they got here, what they're doing here, and why they're a problem, did you hear about any other interesting stories on the news this week? Look, it's most of the news has still been bushfires. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're fortunate that we've had a lot of rain in uh, southeastern Australia today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pissing down, right? It has, yeah, and I hope that's been helping. But uh, it's still most of the news is just dominated by rain and fires and sport, of course, <laughs> it's, yeah. which is January in, in Australia. Well, that's it. And you've been enjoying a non-Australian sport recently. <laughs> I was over there at your house on... Um, was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, watching the uh, the National College Football Championships in America. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, you're enjoying that more than the cricket at the moment? Or uh, just well, no you know, the cricket's on at night because <laughs> Australia is in India playing at the moment. And there's uh, uh, the Big Bash League, which is our um, T20 or 2020 competition locally that's on in the evening as well. So, daytime yep. is dominated by American sport. <laughs> All right. So, the only thing I, I remember this week from the news was a shark attack in Western Australia. Did you hear about that one? Yes. Yeah. That the, uh, I think the guy was diving for, I don't know if it was abalone or some kind of- Something. Uh, something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that I think his fins and shorts appeared somewhere. Yes. And they- <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, it looks like a great white got him. Um, how common are shark attacks in Australia, Dad? Not- Are they something that people should be worried about? No. 
Um, <laughs> if you're worried about shark attacks, then you wouldn't. You would never cross the street. If you were because giving, you, if are, you, were giving you are a thousand times more likely to be run over by a car than you are to be bitten yeah. by a shark. Or and that's not even killed by a shark. Die that's in a car accident, a right? Yeah. yeah. But that's so. one of those things. People are always freaking out about the animals, right? And I was reading a post. I can't remember who said this the other day about going to the US. And, um, oh, it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Great podcast, if you guys don't know of it. But it was an Australian guy. And he was asked about Australian animals versus American animals. And- Joe Rogan's obviously like, you know, Australia's fucked. You've got crocs, you've got sharks, you've got snakes, you've got spiders, right. you've got, you know, insects up the wazoo. And this guy's a hunter and he's like, mate, for the last 12 months, I've seen two snakes yeah. and I'm in the wild every yeah. single day. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. So, and then it was funny because he was like, the thing that's fucked up is that I come to the US and in the first week, I've seen 30 rattlesnakes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what's up with that? Like, the, we have deadly snakes in Australia, but you never see them. But in the US, mm. rattlesnakes, at least, you know, I guess that's the, what, the western part of the continent there in the drier yeah, areas, yeah. are everywhere. Yeah, I, I was on a, a, a day trip to, a four-wheel drive trip down into the Grand Canyon in Arizona uh, a few years ago. And the guide, uh, while he was talking to us, um, gave us the warning about, you know, he said, in Arizona, everything will prick you, stick you, bite you, sting you, or make you sick if you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and we think of Australia as being dangerous in the outdoors, but it really isn't. Yeah, well, and I'm sure from your experience, traveling around Australia, meeting people, doing biology at university as well, I'm sure that the majority of people you know who've been bitten by any of those animals, probably worked with them or yep. got too close to them yep. <laughs> whilst working with them. Yeah. So, from for me, one of the guys I know who's been bitten by a taipan was um, Ross. I've, I've, he's on the podcast talking about snakes and what to do if you get it, bitten by them. And he was um, in, I think, Western Australia there and was trying to photograph one and just misjudged how close he was to the animal and mm. it got his hand. But obviously- you know, he was right there in front. He's a snake expert too, and he was right in front of it, and he got bitten by it, which is, you know, yeah. much more common than the average person. Yeah, I think with the Australia. average people who get bitten by snakes, uh, and this is uh, this is sort of a bit of folklore. I don't know that there's been a lot of uh, documented studies of it, but I suspect it is true that the majority of people who get bitten by snakes are trying to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With a shovel. <laughs> they're, or- they're actually getting too close. They're trying to hit them with a stick or hit them with a shovel or do something yeah. like that. You know. The snakes, most snakes that you see are going to be sleeping. Or they're going to be, they you're going to see their butt yeah, while they, they're running in the they other They will direction. have taken off before <laughs> yeah. you get to see them. Well, I remember uh, that being at, I think it was the Yuyangs. Was that where we were when I shot no, myself? No, it was up at Mount kid? Alexander. Was yeah, it? Near Bendigo. Yeah, okay, so yeah. we were near Bendigo and I remember- <laughs> You can tell the story if you want. Do you well, no, that? no. All I, I never, I, I didn't see the actual event. All I remember is seeing you bolting out of the bush with my dick out. <laughs> so, like, yeah. To, without getting too crass, the story is that I had to really go to the toilet. I was busting to take a piss, and I walked off the the track, which is quite common. Pete know. was about ten years old at the time. Let's about, put this into context. Yeah, that's it. it wasn't last week, um, and so I walked off the track. I'd sort of scurried a little bit down the mountains and there were those, I guess the bush here is really dry. Yeah. Um, you know, sunlight hits the ground. So, a lot of snakes do come out and, and sunbathe yeah, in these lots areas. Lots of leaf litter and stuff lots as well. Lots of rocks. So. And so, I was getting ready to take a piss. I, you know, pulled the member out and was getting ready. 
And as I looked down, there was a brown snake at my feet asleep, just curled up. And as soon as I moved, it, it lifted its head, but it didn't have time. I, I was out of there and I, I shat myself. Like, I was screaming like, there's a fucking snake, there's a snake. <laughs> and the snake's probably just gone back to sleep. But, um, yeah, that was the closest encounter I think I've had apart from catching one yeah. up at the farm when I was yeah, a little kid. baby one. Yeah. That was in winter. Didn't count. <laughs> what about funnel webs? Should you be worried about them um, comparatively with <sighs> sharks, crocodiles? Yeah, probably. Snakes? But, again, very few people get bitten by them. These are funnel web um, spiders. Funnel web spiders, spiders. yeah. And yeah, we don't have... Have them in Melbourne. They're in um, Sydney, right? Well, actually, Sydney. we do. We have not, we, not in Melbourne. Funnel. Not in Melbourne. In We've Victoria, got funnel web spiders we have, here. Yeah, yeah, we have a different species of funnel web spider that well, will. That, I didn't realize the venom can... will take you a lot longer to kill you <laughs> than the one in Sydney. Uh, but the Sydney funnel web, as it is. Yeah, not officially known, but often called. At least it gives you a warning um, in its name where, where not yeah, to go. <laughs> yeah, and the, look, the the big challenge with them is that they are they're relatively common, mm. um, but they also live in just backyard gardens. Yeah, you know, they'll live in they'll build their funnels as they're called. Yeah, uh, because they're um, they're attack predators. They uh, they sit and in, in a funnel web. Uh, so they've dug they a, build tunnel. a little tunnel. Um, Build a funnel around it and then sit in it waiting. And when something comes past, they'll leap out and bite it. Yeah, and, and pull uh, it back in. And pull it back in. Yeah. Um, so most people who get bitten by them are out doing gardening. You know, they'll just be picking up leaf litter or raking over stuff uh, with their hands and get bitten on the hands. Well, I think so. they're kind of frightening because they. Another part of their biology, especially for the males, is that the males will wander around actively in, I think, the spring season, yeah. maybe the end of winter, spring, looking for females to mate with. Mm -hmm. And I think for them, they're kind of in a tumultuous situation yeah, too because quite, quite often they get eaten by the female, right? Yeah, like so, yeah. But the males will go around and they look for anything that's a hole or a warm, damp yeah. location, hoping there's a female in there. And so, if you leave your shoes outside, yeah. they're likely to go in that. And they can get in pools and you can mm -hmm. they can live. They, they trap the air with the hairs on their... On their, on their body, body. Yeah. and so they don't die very quickly when they fall in the pool. So if you're swimming around in the in the backyard pool, yeah. you can you can touch. But them. yeah, I again I haven't looked at the statistics, but I don't I can't remember the last time a person in Australia died of a spider bite. There's lots of occasions yeah. of spider bites, but we're uh, we're so good now. The science is so good with the yeah. anti venines to um, if you get to hospital in time, then. Yeah, you're cured fairly quickly. Looks uh, like here there have been no deaths in Australia that have been confirmed from a spider bite since 1979. Yeah, there you so go. There you go. What's that? Almost 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not since anti-venom yes. was brought in for yeah. the redback spider and the funnel web. And I think they're the only two spiders in Australia that have that killed are deadly. people. That are deadly. Yeah. yeah. But it is, there was a funny story I remember in the news a while back about the redback spider. And these things are everywhere. Like- Oh, yeah, you'll the, have them in your yard here. Yeah, yeah, and, well, I remember going up to Nana and Grandpa's farm and he had a big-ass shed for equipment and cars out in the mm. backyard that's made out of, um, what, corrugated iron or whatever yeah, it is, huge, yeah. you know, metal shed. And there used to be hundreds of them around underneath the coping yes. under the shed that was holding it up. They yep. would be everywhere. But there was a guy in the news last year who got bitten on the penis twice by the same spider. <laughs> so, he was a tradie and he went to the... The outdoor dunny they had there, and there yeah. was a spider under the under the toilet seat that got him. But he went to the hospital, mm. and the next week when he came back, he obviously didn't didn't think. <laughs> think it's to a bit lift slow. A bit slow. And got done again. Yeah. So that is yeah. a legit story yeah. that was. In well, there. there's that old uh, 
folk song, modern folk song in Australia about the red back on the toilet seat. You know? Is that? <laughs> I don't yeah, think I know yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, look it up. Don't ask me to sing it. But yeah, uh, yeah. and that's that's a common one because, again, they live in you know, dark, damp places. Underneath. Outback toilets are a uh, yeah, great little But they're another one of those animals that you'll only really see if you go looking for them, really. And they're, for yeah. me, I always remembered finding them because I'd be lifting up rocks looking for lizards yeah. and skinks yeah. and, you know, frogs and stuff at the farm or out in the bush. And every time you lift up a rock and you see those white balls... The, you know that they're the, That's the egg mass. The egg mass so from there'll be a female, a female hanging female. around. Yeah. yeah. And look, the redbacks are... Um, yes, the venom is deadly um, and they do bite. Uh, hence, you know, people have died uh, of redback bites. But that's probably uh, too because they don't know and they just leave yeah, them, right? Yeah, but, but the fangs are very small, Yeah, uh, unlike the funnel web where, you know... That's frightening. They can go through your toenail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, they'll go through gardening gloves. Yeah, you it's know. like a knife yeah. on the front <laughs> whereas, of a spider. Whereas redbacks, you could have one in the palm of your hand yeah. and it couldn't get through the calluses on your fingers. Well... Uh, put it on the back of your hand and yeah. it could. But- there was a guy online who freehandled a redback when he came to Australia, Kai. Cody Peterson, or whatever his name is, the guy who's like a wildlife yeah. um, YouTuber, and he came out to Australia and freehandled one. Yeah. Not recommending that you no, do that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, yeah, dangerous animals-wise, coming to Australia, you shouldn't really be afraid too much. I'd be more worried about humans. You're much more yeah. likely to be oh, look, the, you know, killed. The one, uh, the one dangerous animal in Australia that does kill tourists- <laughs> Uh, uh, crocodiles. Well, it's probably more likely to be dogs, horses. Oh, yeah. And, but you know, yeah. every year we have one or two tourists that <laughs> yeah. not necessarily get killed, but get taken by crocodiles. And these are quite often Australian and tourists too, right? Oh, yeah. People yeah. who just have people no idea. They don't tend to be locals that's from right. that area. Yes. They tend to be people who've yeah. gone north to yeah. Queensland and, or yeah, the Northern Territory. With the, um, the estuarine crocodile or saltwater crocodiles, um, they live in saltwater and freshwater. And they will be up to you know, 100 kilometres or more upstream in some of the large rivers in northern Australia. Yeah. And people go, it's hot, it's humid uh, all times of the year. And they think, oh, yeah, this is safe. I'll just, I can't see anything. I'll just go for a swim. The water's clear. The water's clear. Yeah. But, don't do uh, it. They swim quickly. Ask, ask. And don't camp right beside the... <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah, watch Crocodile Dundee. Don't fill up your water bottle at the edge of the water. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I guess moving on to camels, Dad. Yeah, camels. So, there's been a cull announced. It's probably already happened. I think it was meant to start. It probably has, yeah. Was it meant to start today or was it last week on Wednesday? I think it was last week. But this is one of these news stories that um, hits the news when it's going to happen. Mm. But when it actually does happen, the story's died down. So, um, the big anti-cull campaigns come out. Uh, people campaigning against killing big furry animals, uh, which it's never a pleasant topic when yeah. you say we're going to go out and kill camels. Now, camels are pretty nasty animals. There's yeah. an in- individual personalities of camels, but as yeah. an animal, there's no much wrong with them. Um, so when a government announces that they're going to kill 10,000 of them, then yeah, you can understand why people will get up I in arms. I think the number and, freaks people out too, yeah. right? If you were to say that, you know, we're going to go out and kill 10,000 koalas, people would be like, you know, up in arms. But in yeah. some places, they've had to do that too. Yeah, probably um, not 10,000, but Not 10,000, but they've had to cull them, them because yeah. they're eating each other out and they're yeah. all going to die yeah. if they leave them there and they all now, eat a lot of all A the lot food. of the culling of koalas historically has been uh, removal, where they're yeah. actually picking them up from one place and putting them into another. So, they're not killing Suitable them. habitat yeah. that has, has a low population of koalas. But but with camels, it's um, there are simply too many of them. 
um, and in the drought that we've had that we talked about last mm. week uh, in relation to bushfires, uh, there's very little water around. There's very little pasture around, um, so there's not much for them to eat. So they are congregating in areas where there is water. Um, they're destroying water holes. They're destroying whatever pasture is still there, but they're also killing each other. You know, yeah. There have been examples where they've been trampling other camels to get to water. Yeah. Um, yeah there are so many of them around water holes. It's, it's one of those things that's you have to kind of be quick. I mean, you have to try and avoid being quick to form an opinion on this thing, especially when you're not out there experiencing it. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, don't kill the camels. But you don't live in a remote community in the middle of nowhere with very mm -hmm. little water and very little infrastructure, which is getting destroyed by um, all these camels. And so, yeah, it's very, it's very easy to say don't kill the animal without knowing the facts behind yeah. it. And that yeah. was I, I was really surprised looking into this. I read up on, on the history of camels and, you know, stats on them and, and some of these stories. And there were some remote communities, I think, in Western Australia that during this drought, as you were saying, they camels can lose up to 30% of their um, water too yeah. in their body yeah. and still be fine. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Imagine if we were dehydrated to oh, the point exactly. of losing 30% of your- yeah. that's, that's Pat Rafter playing yeah. the tennis, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's an exaggeration <laughs> because what they that 30% is the 30% of their fully saturated. Including um, their hump. Including their- Well, the hump is mostly fat. Yeah. Uh, but- It's water potential. Yes, it is. <laughs> they can convert it to water yeah. um, by breaking it down for energy. But a lot of it is that they just have very large stomachs and they will fill their stomach with water. Yeah, what are, and, I've got here 120 litres in the 13 minutes yeah that's how much they can drink yeah so what's that that's like a bath um, one camel could drink yeah. a bath <laughs> in 13 minutes and carry that it, around faster than it takes to fill the bath yeah but um yeah the thing in the in western australia in these remote communities was that uh, and there's some messed up things like camels can smell water five kilometers away yeah what the fuck yeah. like a shark <laughs> can smell blood 250 meters away yeah. so that's you know a quarter of a kilometer and this thing is- They're detecting five water kilometers. vapor. Yeah. And, and, well, they're actually detecting humidity gradients yeah. is what it is. Isn't but, that insane? Yeah. And so, they, what they're doing yeah. is they're, they're congregating or they're, they're being attracted like zombies, right, mm. towards the, yeah. <laughs> the sound. Yeah. They're coming towards, towards the water. towards little, little town water supplies. Yeah. And, and they're, they're completely chewing up taps, wires, you know, everything that's got the water in it, toilets. Knocking down fences. Yeah. And yeah. just- there was one town that had three to 5,000 camels walking around its streets. And so, right. the, it was an indigenous community. And the indig this was the reason they're doing the cull. I think the actual town where that happened is the problem. Right. And they're worried about their children playing outside because yeah. these camels can could kill children. Oh, they're, they're, right? they're nasty animals and they're yeah. big. You know, yeah, so. that's it. So, imagine yeah. that with those wandering around. And there were a few issues. I was looking at- um. I guess we should go through the history and everything first. But well, we can do that. But, I mean, actually, that's a, that's probably a good thing to talk about because in addition to just the immediate challenges of camels, um, there's the environmental case of camels. Um, camels didn't evolve in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, our habitats, outback habitats, have not evolved with camels there. So yeah. they are destroying habitat. They will eat a lot more um, than Kangaroos, wallabies. 80%. 80% of the vegetation in the outback, they can pick apart and eat and yeah. get energy from, yeah. which I would imagine is more than the average mammal in the outback probably yes. isn't adapted to eat that kind of percentage. No, exactly. So, um, 
Yeah, so they they got they came here in um, the eighteen sixties. Uh, yeah, the first ones came in eighteen fifty nine. There were I think there were three that were here, you know, randomly imported. No, so I and looked then- that up. So it was eighteen twenty two. They were first suggested to come by Danish French geographer. Um, Conrad Maltbrun, and he was like, yeah, oxen would be great for the woods and thickets, mules for stony and rocky areas and hilly country and, and dromedaries for the sandy deserts. And then in 1840, between two and six were imported from the Canary Islands by the Phillips brothers right. in Adelaide. Yeah. And the, uh, the reason I wanted to interrupt you there is because the very the only one of them survived, and this, this camel was called Harry, and he's also known as the camel who- um, he killed his owner. So, this- See, camel- they are nasty animals. <laughs> this- well, and the funny thing is he shot his owner with a gun. And the story is interesting. So, apparently, a John Ainsworth Horrocks, I think he's a- an explorer, was wanting to explore the interior of Australia looking for pasture for cows and, and sheep. He was on the, ni- the 1846 expedition to arid South Australia near Lake Torrens in search of new agricultural land, and he became the first man to be shot by his own camel. Um, on September the 1st, Horrocks was preparing to shoot a bird on the shores of Lake Dutton. His kneeling camel um, moved while Ho- Horrocks was reloading his gun and fatally injured him. It shot off his middle finger, and it took out a row of teeth. And he it took him a week. To it took him a week to die from infection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before he died, he ordered that Harry would be euthanized. Well, <laughs> put down. So there you go. The first camel that came to Australia killed its owner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next lot of camels came. I think there were twenty-four camels that were introduced by the Victorian government yep. for the Burke and Wills expedition. And why were they brought for the Burke's, Burke and Wills? Well, that was expedition? that was the um, sort of that was. The idea of that expedition was to travel from the south coast to the north coast. Yeah. So, they travelled from Melbourne and they wanted to go all the way to the Gulf of Carpentaria. Which is Darwin area, right? Yeah, yeah. northern Australia. The uh, first people to cross the country from north to south. Inland. Um, and uh, the only way of getting through deserts and carrying a lot of stuff was by camels because horses simply couldn't survive. Yeah. They did have horses with them. Uh, they had horses um, and I think they had oxen as well pulling carts and stuff. So. And a lot of them, though, they ended up shooting and, and eating. Shooting and, and eating, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Because and, and we can, they could We could probably it. dedicate a, a separate episode, not the news episode, <laughs> but Wills. another one to Burke and Wills because it, it yeah. is the most farcical expedition in the history of humanity. Yeah, look into <laughs> it. It's tragic. It's as, it's it's, as it's tragic, stupid, but funny and tragic as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, it's all right. You, you could not write this as fiction and have people believe it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so they were introduced then. That was um, 1859, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then in the 1860s, there were a lot of uh, explorations, as you were talking about in the 1840s with explorers, but a lot more explorations into outback South Australia, looking for pasture, but also looking for um, continuing to get that south to north connection. Yeah. There was a telegraph line being built. Um, to connect Australia to the rest of the world. So that was the Overland Telegraph. The Overland line. Telegraph that was running from Adelaide to what we would now call Darwin. It wasn't yep. called Darwin at the time. Yeah. Um, and then the, the because there was a telegraph line that they could connect up through to um, Jakarta um, in to Indonesia get news from the to rest get of the news world right? to and from the rest of the world. Um, and so and amongst other things, you know, there's pastoral properties and so on. And so one of the ways of Creating those um, expeditions and uh, including animals to uh, to help them out was to import camels, 
and they imported cameleers as well, people who you know managed and uh, looked after the camels, and they were known as Afghans. Yep. Uh, G'day, mate. That was the first half of this episode of The Goss. If you would like to continue watching or continue listening to this episode, make sure that you sign up for the premium podcast or academy memberships at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get full access to these entire episodes of this series and much, much more. You can go check that out using the links below or just go to aussieenglish.com.au. Once again, thank you so much for joining me, mate, and I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.